My name is Dr. Fred Gingrich. I'm the executive director of AABP, and we have an important election uh, occurring within AABP, our vice presidential candidate for 2021, as well as our candidates for the AVMA delegate representative to the AVMA House of Delegates. Our, our two candidates for the AVMA delegate are Dr. Brian Haldeman and Dr. Hunter Lang. I have Dr. Brian Haldeman with me here today. Brian, please introduce yourself and, and tell us about your education and pro- professional activity, please. Good morning, Fred. Uh, thank you for allowing me to participate. Um, yes, my name is Dr. Brian Haltman. I'm uh, graduated from the University of California at Davis in 1989. I got my MBA from the University of Guelph in 2011, and I've been in private practice for 31 plus years at Lander Veterinary Clinic uh, where I primarily am involved in embryo transfer, uh, both uh, in vivo-derived and, and in vitro fertilization-derived embryos. Uh, still do a little bit of herd, herd health, but most of what I do is embryo transfer. And Brian, can you tell us how has your membership in AABP impacted your veterinary career? Um. Early on, I think uh, it primarily was uh, uh, the continued education and just uh, uh, broadening my horizons as far as what uh, uh, what I could offer my clients. Uh, certainly, the CE was uh, was the primary focus for me as a young practitioner. Um, moving forward, though, I think as 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 I networked with with more of the ABP members. Uh, I, I realized that there were other opportunities. Uh, I think uh, just getting involved with uh, some of the committees, particularly the Veterinary Practice Sustainability Committee, I was uh, uh, just exposed to the whole idea of maybe pursuing an MBA and getting in, getting involved in finance because it always was something that intrigued me. And I um, just opened up a whole other avenue for me with uh, regard to how it impacted my practice. Uh, practice health and uh, just the, the whole business side of veterinary medicine was something that I was deficient in. And, and that certainly was a, the road that I took to, to expanding that for us. Um, beyond that, just the opportunity to serve and, and impact the profession. Uh, ABP has a lot of opportunities for, for members to get involved. Uh, committee members, I was, I said I was involved in the Veterinary uh, Practice Sustainability Committee, um, was involved in the Finance Committee. Uh, There's just a lot of opportunity to make a difference. Uh, and, and a lot of members don't realize what goes on behind the scenes, but there's a lot that, that does go on. And, and uh, certainly uh, we need to develop more leaders and, and so that the profession is healthy moving forward. Yes, absolutely. So how do you envision your role as an AVMA delegate and what experiences do you bring to assist you in this role? Well, excuse me, it's primary advocacy. Um, I think uh, the AVMA does a a good job, even though most of us as, as practitioners don't see what goes on behind the scenes, but um, Advocacy is probably the, the major thing that, that, that it does for us in terms of 
you know, scanning the, the state and, and U.S. Uh, uh, legislatures for uh, bills that were, would either positive or negatively impact veterinary medicine, uh, scope of practice issues uh, that, that constantly come up, uh, whether it's uh, uh, judicious use of antibiotics or, or the ability to practice medicine the way we typically do, or just other uh, either lay or other professional associations trying to impact or try to take part of what we do away from us and in terms of, of uh, by, uh, kind of eroding the state practice acts. And, and we constantly have to be vigilant about looking for those as, as they occur. Um, uh, and how, as, as, a, as a veterinarian from California, uh, where we have a lot of litigious activity going on, uh, I was – the president of the CVMA this past year and I've been on the board of the CVMA for, for six years prior. And, and we were constantly dealing with uh, scope of practice issues. And, and one of the things that, that that has allowed me to gain some experience on is particularly in, in as it relates to the AVMA is that uh, as president, uh, uh, we attend the AVMA meetings, both uh, the convention and the leadership development committee meetings. And so we are there, uh, both uh, myself and the executive director, to support our delegates. Anything that comes up on the House floor that hasn't been discussed by our board, uh, the, between the president and the executive director, we actually direct our delegates as to how to vote. Um, so I'm, I'm familiar with house procedure, uh, the impact that you can have, uh, you know, making our, our voice known. Um, I'm also was involved in uh, house advisory committee meetings or the hack and how important they are in developing AVMA policy. And so I, I have a fair amount of experience, even though I haven't been a delegate, I've, I've been to the conventions and see how governance works. And I know that, that we have an opportunity to impact, uh, our profession because we, even though we, we represent a minority, uh, community as far as a number of, of, uh, APP members that are AVMA members, we, uh, ABP is well respected. Uh, the networking I've done there and just talking to other practitioners, we have a good, uh, reputation and, and, uh, when we do have an opinion on a particular subject, I, I believe it's, it's well received. And so just being able to navigate that and, and having experience doing it, I think is going to serve me well if, uh, if I'm elected as the AVMA or the ABP AVMA delegate. And. Brian, last question. What are the major issues that you feel are important for AABP advocacy working within the AVMA? Well, we have, like I, like I alluded to already, scope of practice issues are, are a constant threat. Um, we, we see these from um, involving practice from lay organizations, but there's also um, – scope of practice issues that come up from 
physical therapists and chiropractors and, and just wanting to erode uh, our ability to, to practice medicine as it's, as it's written in our state practice acts. And, and uh, so those are, those are constant. Seems like every year there's a scope of practice issue that comes up. Uh, certainly as the public is more concerned about antibiotics, um, we have the judicious use issues that have come up from state to state. Uh, I believe you just recently um, uh, wrote an opinion uh, regarding to Maryland's proposed bill. I mean, these are these are constant threats because they, particularly with the way we and in bovine practice deal with prevention uh, and use that as part of our acumen as far as keeping our herds healthy. Uh, the the public seems to find issue with that and and wants to take that away and so we constantly have to have to be standing up for our abilities to use uh antibiotics in a a judicious and sustainable way uh but also you know support our arguments with with science and uh uh you know facts that would would indicate that, that their premises just aren't aren't close to being right but uh from an advocacy standpoint those those kinds of issues uh come up all the time Uh, there there are other advocacy issues with the whole profession is dealing with with regard to uh wellness and student debt um and uh work-life balance issues uh it it's uh it's a it's a veterinary wide issue, not just uh, AABP or bovine practice practitioners, it's small animal practitioners. And we need to try to do a better job of of, of taking care of uh, our young professionals because it's impacting uh, those of us that are looking to retire. Uh, less less and less people are wanting to buy practices and it's people are getting burnt out. It's, it's, uh, it's an issue and we'll probably continue to be moving forward unless we do a better job of caring for for our veterinarians as they get out of school and, and, and get them in a position where they can succeed and still raise a family. And so I, I see as uh, I see those issues as well. Uh, and I guess lastly I'll I'll just say we as a profession and as a nation have have uh, you know gender and racial issues that we need to deal with, um, whether it's a quality of pay or the way we treat uh, uh, those uh, associates or, or, or students as they're coming up looking to decide on veterinary medicine. We need to do a better job of uh, being inclusive and making sure that that uh, we don't uh, we don't exclude or, or make it make the environment for those those people to work uh, toxic. And that's that's a constant vigilance that we that we have to do and. And uh, got to make sure that uh, that that everyone has the opportunity to succeed and, and to do well and raise their families. And um, so, I mean, it's a long, uh, drawn-out answer, but those are, those are the major issues as I see them in terms of advocating for our members and, and the profession is just to make sure they're able to practice the way of. Uh, practice for years and, 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 and make sure that the practice acts are, are upheld. Um, 
and, you know, the work-life balance and debt and all those issues that impact our ability to function as human beings and make sure that we're doing a good job of being inclusive and, and not discriminatory, whether it's uh, by gender or race. I think that pretty much sums it up. Well, Brian, on behalf of all AVP members, thank you for submitting your name as a candidate for AVMA delegate and for your past service as an AABP volunteer. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Rob. I'm now with Dr. Hunter Lang, our other candidate for the AABP uh, delegate to the AVMA House of Delegates. Uh, Hunter, can you introduce yourself and, and uh, talk about your educational history and your professional uh, history, please? Sure can, Fred. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Hunter Lang. I'm a 1981 graduate of Michigan State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. Uh, upon graduation, I took a job on a dairy farm and then did some uh, relief work in Michigan. I started working at the Sauk Prairie Veterinary Clinic in Prairie du Sac, Wisconsin in February of 1982. Uh, the practice was a food animal exclusive practice, and I became an owner in January of 1984. As of July 1st of this year, uh, we had a major change and we merged with a neighboring practice, Lodi Veterinary Care. So the practice now consists of 27 total veterinarians in three divisions, with the livestock division having 11 doctors. Um, I also completed the Dairy Herd Management Certificate Program that the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine had, and I completed that program in 1995. And Hunter, how has your membership in AABP impacted your career? Well, I attended my first AABP annual conference in 1987 in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, but I guess I'd like to point out that the annual conference is just one of the great parts of our membership in this organization. In addition, you have the monthly newsletters, the proceedings, bovine practitioner, and I'll date myself pretty badly here, talking about the shareware library that was available, uh, the mentorship program that's more recent, and then of course, AABPL are great services for all bovine doctors. Uh, I was asked to be on a working group after requesting assistance on AABPL with a case involving feeder cattle and lead toxicosis, and it kind of gave me a taste of what uh, the AABP could do for its members as I worked with this with this group of great veterinarians. Uh, in the infancy of uh, computer technology, uh, the shareware library was made available to us to stay on the leading edge of dairy practice as this computer technology got a foothold in our clients' operations. As a member of AABP, you are part of a larger community of veterinarians that are focused on bovines. The feeling of community is not always felt in other organizations within our profession. AABPL continues to foster that sense of community that can be so helpful in a rural practice setting. When I was asked to run for the AABP board, I was initially overwhelmed because of the high caliber of its existing board members. Um, I found out, though, that the board works diligently to ensure that its members are well represented and their voices are heard. Seeing how the AABP accomplishes so many great things with the unflagging help of our members was pretty humbling. I know of no other organization that does as much as the AABP does for its members, and Fred will attest to this within such a limited budget. 
All of this is possible because of the dedication our members have to service and to the food animal industry. How do you envision your role as an AVMA delegate and what experiences do you bring to assist you in this role? Well, the AVMA delegate for an allied group is that group's voice in the House of Delegates. So my role will be to represent the views and opinions of the AABP as communicated to me by the board, the executive committee, and ultimately our members. Uh, bovine practitioners are a small constituency in the AVMA, but have an oversized role when it comes to food safety, antimicrobial stewardship, animal welfare, and a number of key issues in our profession. I feel like if we can work with the AVMA on key issues, our combined voices will have a better chance of being heard. I think having a strong working knowledge of the AABP through my six years on the board will give me the understanding to represent us in the House of Delegates. I served on the VCPR task force that created the AABP VCPR guidelines that have been referenced by numerous organizations as a standard for such a document. Uh, I served on a joint group with the Academy of Veterinary Consultants to come to an understanding about the appropriate use of remote delivery devices. I think the creation and delivery of a recent grad conference while I was a member of the board was a great addition to the organization and really a fantastic benefit for our newer members. One of the biggest challenges the board faced during my tenure was the selection of a new executive director. The process allowed for extensive discussions, a great deal of deliberations, and ultimately consensus building that uh, ensured a smooth transition for our organization. I've served on several committees for the Wisconsin Veterinary Medical Association, as well as being president of our local VMA. Uh, I'm currently serving my first term on the Wisconsin Veterinary Examining Board, which has given me the, the opportunity to view our profession from the governmental oversight perspective. I currently serve on the credentialing and the screening committees for the Veterinary Examining Board. And like most of you, we have hosted veterinary students from all over the U.S. and the world over the years. Our practice has been a part of the ambulatory rotation for senior veterinary students at the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine since the school uh, opened. And as part of that role, we've been uh, included as adjunct faculty members for the university. Hunter, finally, what are the major issues that you feel are important for AABP advocacy working with the AVMA? Well, I think there's many issues that the AVMA House of Delegates needs to hear about from bovine veterinarians. Now, some of these are recurring themes, but they need to remain in the forefront until we've at least appropriately addressed them. I guess it, in I talk about rural practice profitability and viability. The AABP has done a great job with its veterinary practice sustainability group. Retention of bovine practitioners, student indebtedness, well-being of veterinarians, not just in bovine practice, but all types of practices. 
the realistic assessment of shortage areas to ensure practitioner can make a living in the area. Uh, I think we need to continue working with the AVMA and other allied groups to maintain the veterinary medicine loan repayment program that most of you are aware of. Animal welfare issues. I think improving consumer confidence in our profession so we remain a trusted source of information. So we need to present information about animal agriculture to consumers on many different platforms these days, but in a way that's easily understood by the consuming public. Gender issues in all types of veterinary practice, obviously with an emphasis in our and on bovine practices. I think continued support of veterinary practice acts, I guess as an example, the uh, I would use is one I'm familiar with in the Wisconsin Veterinary Practice Act is going to be opened up for review, revisions, and updating. It's been a long time uh, since anything has been done with it. So over the eight, next 18 months, those, those discussions will take place, and input from all types of veterinary practices will be critical to getting this done properly. And I think uh, the ABMA can assist in this in their look at all 50 states' practice acts, but also just uh, AABP as far as having members involved in that. Uh, we've all learned a hard lesson in the last 10 months about uh, how things can change with a pandemic. Telehealth has become much more commonplace, and I think we need to be at the table as these discussions go forward. The use of this technology for VCPRs, VFDs, and potentially even health certificates, I think, needs to be addressed. And conflict of interest uh, in bovine practice, I think, as it pertains to the use and the sales of pharmaceuticals is, a, is another issue. So this list is not exhaustive, but as you can see from the list that a lot of these are interconnected. If a rural practice is profitable, they can pay a wage that will be competitive and be able to retain the veterinarians in the practice. So I look forward to supporting and presenting any or and all of the AABP's crucial issues to the AVMA House of Delegates. Well, Dr. Lang, on behalf of all AABP members, thank you for submitting your name as a candidate for AVMA delegate and for your past service and membership uh, in AABP. I'd like to remind our members to make sure to cast your vote for both our vice president and our AVMA delegate. It's the same ballot by December 18th at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can find the ballot by clicking the vote link on the AABP homepage. And on the ballot, you can also read our candidates' biographies. Thank you so much, Hunter. Thank you, Fred. Come on down for a